as the world outside seems to be getting darker, colder and more oppressive with each day. It is more important than ever to connect to the truth of who you are, the light within, so that you can shine that through you, from you, out to those around you. Midday mindfulness is being created specifically to deliver you all the information that you will ever require in order to inspire and empower yourself to become the source of your own inspiration and with it your own liberation. In this weekly podcast, Kane Stromberg and all of his amazing guests bring to you the very secrets to reality, how to go about actually becoming an energy master and with it mastering life itself. Consciousness expansion is the name of my game and so you will know my name is Kane. Welcome to Midday Mindfulness. In this weekly podcast, we share with you the very secrets to reality and how to go about actually creating the life of your dreams in all ways. Only through the upliftment and liberation of yourself can you then deliver this information to everybody else so that together, now, we can create a world of true equality. For all. I welcome you to the family, to the tribe, to the club and look forward to connecting with you on a deeper level very soon. Greetings, infinite blessings and welcome to another moment of now and another episode of Midday Mindfulness. My name is Kane Stromberg, your host and guide as we delve into the inner workings of the subconscious and conscious mind linked into the higher aspect of the self, the soul. On a continued journey, forwards or backwards, left or right, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what decision you make, only what you do with that decision after having made it. Everything is perfect as it is and it always has been. And it is my absolute honor to be able to share all this information with you, to bring you into a solid grounding and foundation of the ability that you have within yourself and that you can deliver to everyone else. So it is my privilege to provide you the key to unlock a door of infinite potential within. It's up to you what you do with that key. Today's episode, it is an absolute privilege to introduce Damien to the show. He is a soul like no other, as in truth none of us are the same. But then again we are all sisters and brothers. Hmm. He has just opened the One World Tantra Festival and it is an absolute honour as I say, really, really is an honour to have such a like-minded person on the show. I feel that we are going to get along swimmingly. The time has just ticked over to 1919 here in the UK and we are getting ready to go live on Facebook as well as actually recording and streaming the show to you. So wherever you are around the, around the globe, around the world, around the country, around the sphere, around our home that we collectively call Earth, Thank you for tuning in and 
get ready because this is going to be incredibly, incredibly powerful. All right. Hello, everyone. Greetings, infinite blessings, and welcome to another moment of now and another episode of Midday Mindfulness. Today is my absolute honor and privilege to have Damien Bowler on the show to bounce off one another, to share and to dive into the depths of an understanding of a reference point of everything else, knowing that everything starts and ends with you. So the focus to start with, I would love, Damien, if I allow for that moment of now to be enjoyed by everyone, for you to just share what it is you've been doing recently. I know that you've just opened the Tantra, the One World Tantra Festival, and I'd love to, to hear more about that and to just find out more about you and where you are, what you're doing, your journey so far. Thank you. Um, yeah, so the One World Tantra Festival that's currently going on right now, I was delighted. I was, I was asked to join. Um, I was reached out to and asked to join, which I was delighted for. And then when I got the schedule, I was delighted to find that I was the very first workshop in the schedule, Amazing. which um, which is really fun for me because what I what I most love doing, like the thing that I really love doing, is facilitating and facilitating like a, a, an experience, and particularly an experience of relationship relating. So what I my my main kind of work, the work that I focus more on, is actually about coming into more deeper forms of intimacy and relating with each other. Mm. So I love to create that experience where people, it's not about me. I'm not even like in that workshop, there was a very small amount of time that I had the, the focus of the stage. And most people are in breakout rooms or in person when I facilitate stuff, it's like, it's actually about people connecting with each other in particularly, like there's a structured way of relating. So we might do an exercise that narrows what's available for us like we're, we're only allowed to relate in this one particular channel or flavor of relating but that creates a sense of depth it creates a sense of experience um, that is so innate and natural and yet most of us only ever experienced by random occurrence with that really amazing per person that we randomly meet somewhere, you know, at a party or at a festival or something. Mm -hmm. You might have those moments where you drop in and go, wow, that's incredible. We are so deep with each other. By structuring certain sets of practices and exercises, we can create those experiences with pretty much anyone as long as they're willing to go there, as long as they're willing to be vulnerable. And most people who show up for these kind of festivals and everything really are. Yeah. So I love doing that. Um, I love, I love creating these kind of experiences. I've, I've explored in lots of different ways. Uh, earlier this year, I was at an in-person festival in Australia and I facilitated um, a temple night there, again, with similar practices, dropping people into a space that also involved sexuality, which was really mm -hmm. beautiful. I've explored in my own home different parties, like I've run parties where we will drop into this space and then we'll release the container, we'll be in a party space, but we're already deeply intimate with each other and we're relating in a particular form of way, which creates very, very interesting experiences. Beautiful. It's like being altered states of awareness without substances or sometimes with substances, but yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's very much the thing that I'm most passionate about. There's other stuff that I get into, which is attachment theory and polarity and this and that, but actually my, my biggest passion is about, is about relating and, and how, and actually creating 
the field, the collective field, like consciously creating the collective field. So through deepening sets of exercises. It's, it's music to my ears, truly, truly. And from, from my perspective, every single relationship starts and ends with the self. Every single interaction starts and ends with the self. And we are, like it or not, responsible 100% for everything that we experience, not only within ourselves, but within the person who we are interacting with. If it's an interaction that we don't wish to experience, then we could quite easily change the channel, turn away our focus of attention and view something else. If we become fixated on a certain situation or something somebody has done to us in the past, to the exclusion of everything else, that is our responsibility. So it's going on that journey of of understanding the inner workings of the self to then be able to understand the way that everything else works. And as a practice, what would be a way of actually bringing you bringing us into that alignment of a frequency, I guess, the way that I was viewing it as you were speaking was in different colors. So it's almost like, yeah. right, we're going to practice orange now and we're only going to yeah. focus on and vibrate at and express orange as a frequency again um mm -hmm. what would be a practice for the listeners to mm. be able to to tune into us now for anybody listening and to actually almost enter into that same focus of, of frequency mm. so many like mm. there's like there's usually kind of a lead up that i like to do there's one okay. there's one exercise in particular that's the most juicy but i i rarely ever drop people in there i'll, I'll kind of warm people up so one that's really beautiful and really really simple and simple but also really profound and it's kind of here and we could actually we could play with it directly for a few minutes if you'd like um and this is this is the practice of curiosity and so curiosity is an an innate feature to humanity i believe i believe that curiosity is the reason that our species has got to where it is we've got all these stupid expressions in in english that's curiosity killed the cat and mm -hmm. all this stuff it's wrong no curiosity turned the cat into a lion you know like that's curiosity made the cat the king of the jungle right like it's 100%. like curiosity is not a problem curiosity is phenomenal it's necessary for our survival and so learning to turn that curiosity to another so most of the time when when most people are engaged in conversing and connecting with others mm -hmm. we're doing what i call ping table tennis or ping pong or tennis style conversations whereby i'm talking and you're waiting for me to finish talking so that you can talk and then i wait for you to finish talking so i can talk and we kind of go back and forth talking about our own thing at each other right to go deeper there's different ways of going deeper but one of the ways that i really love to go deeper is when we go move into what i call unilateral conversations or unidirectional conversations which means that for a period of time we only focus on one person or the other so i might focus on you for a period of time or you might focus on me for a period of time and for that period of time then we'll do different practices so one of the one of the channels one of the colors is, as the analogy that you used is curiosity and so what we what we do is it's very simple there's, there's a number of practices i do to lead up to developing the curiosity but the kind of the pinnacle of the curiosity practices. So for a period of time, and it's fitting because we're in an interview, right? Is that you ask me questions only. And so all the focus is on me and I get to answer. And then you can ask me another question. You can ask me another question, mm -hmm. but we could play 
we could play with just a little caveat. Like maybe let's just do a few minutes of like five, 10 minutes of this or something. And you can, I'll give you free reign to ask me anything about anything. Doesn't even have to be interview, be personal, whatever. Mm-hmm. And when you, when we'll add one little, one little caveat to it. When you get the answer that you're satisfied with, once you get an answer that you're satisfied with, you can say, thank you. And I'll stop talking. And you can ask another question. So your, your curiosity is leading the dance into me. Your curiosity is exploring my universe. Um, and I'm giving you control by a chance. You can say, thank you. I'll stop talking. You get to go with the next question. So you can explore me that way. So this is a practice you can play. I love playing this on dates, for example. Beautiful. And after we do this, I would love to know the, if you like, purpose of it, because it's an interesting uh-huh. concept and it's something that a lot of people will never actually get to experience, sort of being a single focus of attention, likened to being a single child growing up. Once another child is born into the family, the attention is taken away from the single and, and given to, to the collective, to the multiple. And it's the same within the self. And any time that I have part of myself come up that wishes to express itself and my inner child or my victimized this or my aggressive that or whatever part of myself that comes up, I give it full attention. I don't try mm-hmm. to d- distract myself and allow another voice to come up. I do that. I do exactly what you've said. I allow it to ex- express itself to the point where it feels it's heard and then it totally. can continue to be part of the collective as opposed to trying to separate itself from the collective to be seen as the individual so yeah that, that's beautiful truly yeah as <laughs> amazing as we were speaking before we started you're saying that you're currently in costa rica and that you have ventured there to to see what can be what can blossom from a seed that was maybe sown however many moons ago that you've gone over to to develop and to to nurture a loving relationship that may blossom into something further down the line how did you meet this amazing woman which i'm sure she is and decide to actually take the plunge into traveling to the other side of the world pretty much to to go and meet her wow okay (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm like feeling I'm feeling hot now it's like the first time that I've shared about about any of this publicly um, inside scoop everyone <laughs> um, we met we met online mm-hmm. and it was it was a very interesting meeting in that neither of us were intending to meet someone online it just kind of happened through the world of Facebook that we were interacting in you know in this kind of interesting milieu of different people posting and commenting on other people's posts and we kind of crossed paths numbers of times through there and we ended up um, messaging and there was an instant spark of uh, play and openness and curiosity and energy and excitement so there was very quickly this beautiful spark and so both of us were struck by like oh this feels fun this feels interesting this feels exciting and so we continue to explore that and we explored that you know in the online space through phone calls and video calls and texting and all of those kind of tools and to the point where over a period of months right to the point where it's like we need to know what we would be like in person 
we, we, we need to know what it would be like to meet, like to the point where I, I knew for myself, particularly that were I not to explore this, it would be something that I would, I would hold as a regret, you know, and I've had those kind of regrets in the past and it hurts. Like regret is a really painful experience for me when I wish I'd done something that I didn't and that opportunity passes, it really hurts. So from that perspective, it was like, okay, I need to see, I need to see what this could be. And she felt the same. And so that's, that's where we, that's where we came to. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's something that I'm sure a lot of people listening would, would love the experience of to actually follow your heart, to follow your intuition as, as you would, I, I guess you would call it, that's the way that I would explain it, following your heart's desire, as it were. It's almost likened to a fairy tale. And it's something which, again, is incredibly inspirational to, to myself and I'm, I'm sure everybody listening it's it's a fine balance between exploring every single opportunity that arises so as not to have regret for the non-experience of it and also knowing that actually i don't need to to walk through that door just because there's a door that's open to me it doesn't mean that i necessarily need to venture into it so coming back into intuition how is it that you would describe what intuition is to everyone listening and mm. how to go about following it or being guided mm. by it? Mm. Mm. So one of the things that I've been really diving into is human design as a framework of understanding self. And human design has one feature in it called the authority, which is, which is a particular center in our body is defined as our, our authority. And that tends to be per person that tends to be from my own experience of understanding my own kind of intuition and kind of exploring others and their relationship to human design. And as we are understanding, it tends to be for me, our authority is where our intuition comes from. So people are going to experience intuition differently depending on their authority. So for example, in human design, my authority is splenic. Splenic is instinctive. It's not even necessarily intuitive. It's instinctive. So my being tends to operate as a running yes there's just like a hum of yes inside of me i'm always yes to everything until i get a no and so my my instinct is no and that no is usually this is not good for me that's where that no comes from so that's what a splenic type does in human design it's like my lymphatic system and it's very quiet so i'm my my practice is learning to listen to my little no's i'm very easy with the yes i'm always yes but I have to learn to listen to when do I have a no and to trust it. And when I hear the no, it's a no and just go, no. Other people, for example, people who have a sacral authority, they may have a kind of an experience in their sacral of like, uh-huh or uh-uh. Like they've got a yes or a no. They have to listen for the yes, no, or maybe. People who have an emotional authority tend to have to actually go through an emotional journey with something before they can feel whether it's right for them or not. They actually have to go... You know, sometimes they have to sleep on it or they have to feel it and it has to go through this entire wave of feeling before they get to a response of how they, you know, and so there are these different centers. So mm -hmm. for me, an intuition, you know, and some people are more gut-based or, you know, and so for me, intuition is a very personal thing. Same with curiosity. There's a very personal kind of experience or orientation around it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Thank you.
And to, to return to another word that you've used several times that is is something that potentially we're lacking at the moment as a collective, which is excitement. How do you mm. keep yourself excited? Because at the moment, globally, nobody really knows what's going on. There's no mm. events that are set in stone that people are looking forward to going to. Um, in the UK at the moment, we were we were told that Freedom Day was coming to be removed once again so there's events that i had booked to to go to over the next month or the few months that are now going to be cancelled once again so then mm. it as a i i stay focused on what it is that is in front of me but there mm. is a lot of people that forward project themselves so let's say i'm going to go on holiday in september mm. and then every day they go to work and they go through the the mundane cycle mm of mm. working and the repetitiveness of life if you like to the point where they're focused on that future experience now that there's mm. nothing that we can plan or know that's going to take place because everything keeps changing what would be a way of sharing information again with the people listening with you beautiful souls listening to allow them to to ignite that excitement in them once again mm. The thing that comes up for me right away is it's like there's always a festival going on inside me. <laughs> and, and it's not necessarily always a beautiful festival, right? It's like, you know, I don't know about other people's experiences. My experiences of festivals in, in real life have been challenging ones. I'll go through, some, you know, sometimes you might take too many things and be like, ah, this is horrible. Or sometimes yeah. it might be beautiful or you meet someone or like I might get depressed or withdrawn or triggered or something like that. Like there's, mm -hmm. there is always such a vast experience going on inside of me and my own personal growth and transformation is a constant unfolding. And so I think I keep myself excited and interested by the consistent attention on how do I continue to grow to be the best version, most expressed version of myself that I can? How can I continue to work through, as you've referenced, you know, you presenced earlier, how do I like work through some of my wounds and like, like kind of unfold the pain and unravel the pains that keep my heart protected from actually being fully loved and being able to fully loved how do i learn to speak my truth more authentically and the the, the exhilaration that actually comes with speaking my truth or a certain you know expressing a boundary it's like fucking terrifying and exciting right or how do i own my desires or my wants or my needs and express them clearly how do i continue to explore and understand my own purpose and what that means and the strategizing around the unfolding of my purpose you know and like what what is most important to, to me how do i explore my values like there is if i go inwards if i close my eyes and turn inwards i don't know where i end i don't know where is the end of damien like i could explore me for infinity and i don't think i would find the end of me same if i turn towards you or anyone that's in my proximity and presence i can simply start putting my attention on you and you know obviously at some point i'm going to get tired of only having my attention out and I'm going to want to go in, mm -hmm. but I could explore you forever. And I will never know where the end of you is because you don't know where the end of you is. So I could explore you forever. I can explore me forever. I can explore, you know, 
the taste of something forever. So there's always excitement. There's always the potential for excitement to be had. That doesn't mean it's always like high pleasure, woo, you know, like that kind of excitement. But there's, there's, there's always something interesting occurring. Always, if I am willing to pay attention to it, you know, and my own growth and the more that I grow, the more that I unfold my own traumas and my wounds and everything, and the more that I expand into like being a solid, sovereign, differentiated, empowered version of self, the more I experience things like joy, excitement, peace, contentment, bliss, the more they become part of the architecture of my being, the architecture of my experience. they're speechless let's just Mm. say that it's Mm. fucking beautiful Mm. beautiful and that's the truth to it it's the fuel that keeps the fire burning without Mm -hmm. excitement as you say within its multiple frequencies or depths of understanding and and experience what do we have oh hello I'm another another gray cloud, another gray morning. Or, okay, it's raining today. So let's be excited about the rain. Let's go out and dance and sing naked in the rain. Okay, it's sunny today. Let's enjoy the sun. Let's go out and, and soak up those rays. Mm. I think the yeah. same can the same can be implied in, internally as well. Like I sometimes I wake up. And I'm like, oh, it's raining inside, right? You know, I wake up and I've got some melancholy going on. I'm, I'm particular. I'm, I've definitely improved. I used to be a very melancholy individual. I used to call myself Eeyore. You know, I, I have a very strong inner Eeyore. Well, you can't like- be fucking Eeyore. I'm, I'm Eeyore. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's many of us. I've still got some of my old cups. Warning, grumpy when first awakened, and I used to be <laughs> yeah. one of the most miserable, most depressive mm-hmm. victimized poor me p- mm-hmm. people people going truly and my totally. journey my inner journey is is so similar to to what it seems yours has been mm-hmm. i would like to ask you one more question before i say thank you because i think that not to conclude uh-huh. the interview uh-huh. but uh-huh. to get a real understanding of of you mm-hmm. Why is it that you continue to challenge yourself, push yourself to breaking point, even though more often than not, it causes pain internally as well as externally? Why do you do what you do? Mm. So I'm going to give a bit of a, there might be a little bit of a long-winded answer because it's quite a, I want to give some depth to that question. Please. So I, my, my parents are Buddhist. So I was raised in, in a household that understood, not only understood, actively pursued the notion of enlightenment. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm aware of the concept of enlightenment and enlightenment in a Buddhist perspective. And in most non-dual paths is this kind of the cessation of being a separate self, really the cessation of what it is to be separate, the, 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 the merging with oneness, the the realization of oneness or non-dual reality or nothingness. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's one, that's one thing. Now, this is something I've I've been thinking on for a long time, but I've only just started developing the language to, ex- to explain my perception. So I think that there is non-dual enlightenment, 
right? But then that we live in a dualistic reality. We live in a reality where differentiation, separateness is what creates this reality. This whole reality is created by the, the differentiation between this and that, between self and other, between interior and exterior, between polarities, essentially. Mm -hmm. So I believe that there is a form of enlightenment, dualistic enlightenment. So there's non-dualistic enlightenment, which is what most major spiritual traditions are concerned with. Mm -hmm. Then there's dualistic enlightenment. Dualistic enlightenment, however, is not a waking up process. So non-dual enlightenment is a waking up, boom, you wake up to the, uh, to the realization that it's all an illusion and everything is one you're awake right mm -hmm. dualistic enlightenment is a growth process it is a continual unfolding or development of the most sophisticated fully elegantly expressed version of self that could be so it's like it's the, the pinnacle of the dualistic enlightenment is to become completely actualized you know abraham maslow is someone who for example describes the, the notion of of self-actualization right um, we have different developmental researchers, Robert Keegan, we have spiral dynamics, we have these different psychological development models that are emerging, that are, that are being understood. They don't exist in, in, this, in the particular religious paths. They're, in, they're, they're separate things, right? So my, my desire is to awaken or realize the most fully expressed version of myself that I could be. The, what is the unique... Thing that I am? What is Damien at the most unique essence? How do I live my essence completely and utterly? And how do I live in a world, in a universe where everyone else is doing the same? You know, and that there's a recognition that that is an ongoing process. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like an idealistic thing that I may never actually achieve, but it's like, that is the telos. That is the impulse that's pulling me to continue to grow. Just like the acorn has in it the realize the actualization of a giant oak tree, right? So there is some oak tree, there is some Damienness that is wanting to grow into the full flourishing canopy that it could be. And that's what kind of keeps me going. And the desire to experience others in that too. Why? Why? Because it doesn't seem like there's anything else to do. It just seems like that's that that's it. You know, it's like it's it's that or or remain like it's either that or dissociate. Really, what it comes down to, it's like it's like it's like grow up, and and I call that a growing up process, right? Like grow up and continue to become a, a better and better version of myself, and all the beauty that is experienced as that happens. It's a it can be a painful process at times, right? Mm -hmm. But more joy, more contentment, more peace, more bliss does ar arise as a result of that process. But that's not what guides me. It's more like it just feels like there is no other choice. The only other choice is to be unconscious, is to be in oblivious. And if that's the case, I might as well just get on the piss for the rest of my life. You know, I might as well just blank my consciousness out as much as possible because my consciousness wants to grow, you know? And it's like the only way to do it is to knock it out. You know, if I don't knock, my, knock myself out, <laughs> I, cannot, I cannot help but grow. I can't help it. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I have not spoken to another person that I feel 
so aligned with for the reasons of so i i thought you were going to say the reason you do everything you do is to continue the evolution of self so my my that too. my social handle right not the self as in you the self as in as the collective yeah. my social yeah, handle is the cosmic surfer so Surf, now and now and forever surfing the waves of existence together united we mm -hmm. stand together we rise it's the ups and downs and without the twists and turns and ups and downs of a roller coaster it would be fucking boring without darkness mm -hmm. we don't understand light without joy we don't know what fear is or you know, mm -hmm. you know some sort of negative emotion and it is the the dualistic principle of this reality, which brings an understanding and a potential of growth in mm -hmm. he heavenly realms, everything's great and there's no need to, to change it. When we're suffering continuously, we don't have a moment of rest to be able to change it. Totally. The reason I do what I do, because I'm fully aware of myself also of enlightenment. And there's, there's moments where I return back to the, the, the fleeting thought that fuck this fuck everybody else i'm off i've had enough of this shit <laughs> <laughs> and it happened about six months ago i was literally showing the door that was almost like a higher element of self said to me okay well done pat on the back you, you can leave and i was like well why i've i've, I've already left i've i've gone and come back many a time and i'm not here for the self is no soul left behind until we're all back yeah. to one there is no self yeah. so everything i do is to continue to expand what is possible in the awareness of self yeah. and possible yeah. in the awareness of humanity it's as though boredom creates we're thinking about everyone listening at the moment this is something i'm massively passionate about and everything i do is for the betterment of everyone and it starts with the children. I'm massively focused on, as I know you are, the education of the younger generation so that we can lay a strong foundation to actually build a new society from. No trying to fix the old, actually start anew. That's the only way forwards. Strong foundations to be able to build the, the heaven on earth that we are ourselves, that we can then project externally, right? Totally. So as a child... The way that we and the way that I do everything I do is not me. It channels through me. And then by experiencing it, I'm able to experience it firsthand and then deliver it to, to other people. And if that resonates with them, great. If it doesn't, so be it. So as a child, I would pick up a stick and I would fight a dragon. And it's all happening in my mind. And knowing now that it's only ever in the mind, everything that's taking this conversation is being experienced by my mind through the fact that I have senses that are able to experience it. The past is a memory of it and my own memory of it with my own perception that's unique to me and only me. And it's only exists in my mind again. And the future again is my forward projection of an unknown event and want to control it or manipulate it to my, my benefit most probably more, more often than not. And again, it's only happening in the mind. So you take away the mind and it doesn't matter. And in truth, without the mind, there is no matter because it's just energy vibrating at different frequencies. We need the mind to perceive it. So the more that the mind can actually comprehend and the more the mind can, can rationally and harmonically process, the more we can experience. 
the more yeah. the more close the closer we are to the divinity that we are once again like you said so poetically curiosity that evolved the the cat into the lion curiosity that evolved the humanoid ancestor that we are through ingesting magic mushrooms potentially as a as a way forwards to the species that we are or you know there's many different ways that we could have come into being the dominant species on this planet whether it's from this planet or from the stars is the continued evolution of self knowing that we are mm -hmm. all the same self it's yeah. fucking poetic man truly yeah Beautiful. you know and, and and in this and in this dualistic universe right the it seems like that there's two kind of major driving forces there's entropy and syntropy you know there's evolution and involution you know and that they're, they're both beautiful forces and there's like there is an impulse that wants to evolve it's like this universe wants to understand this is what i believe anyway that the universe wants to understand what it is like to actualize itself what is it like to kind of push itself to the greatest possibility that it could be and as representations of the universe we're in, we're, we're in that impulse if we choose to like surf it, if we chose to get on that wave and like, and ride that, you know, and, and that's fascinating to me as well. It's like, okay, what is, what is possible for the human species? What is possible for me? And then what is possible for the human species? And so that's what absolutely drives me. Beautiful, beautiful. And uh, yeah, I, I challenge everything, every time that there's a, an event or situation or somebody gives me information, I will challenge it so at the moment again coming back to to an understanding of what's taking place around the world we're all in our bubbles of safety if you exist in that bubble and i've done a video on this in the past and it's not really safety it's a bubble of fear and what's outside mm -hmm. of the bubble is fearful so you can only experience what's in the bubble what mm -hmm. i continuously do and i know now that you do and it is anybody listening it's a never-ending process and it's fucking painful more often than not so send us both some fucking some love and hold space for when we do react to situations because we uh, we me i you i push myself to breaking point to discover where i can get to to then be able to go a little bit further next time and i do this in every single direction and I've started to almost be able to travel outside of time so a bit like um, Dr. Strange, where right. he can go off and discover any potential outcome of any situation. I've mm. almost developed an ability to do that. So mm. somebody asks me a question, or if I see something, I'll, I'll take it right from right back to where it began, and then all the way out to the most beneficial potential. And then the, mm. I do the same with any situation I'm in. Um, there's because there's a multitude of directions or reactions that we can we can take in any in any one given moment so i kind of mm. like, okay what's going to be most beneficial here i want to go over there and i know that a straight line is most direct but it's not always most beneficial so actually where's the most free-flowing and joyful mm. and playful way that i can travel towards that destination mm. yeah beautiful it's again it's speechless thank you mm. Mm. because You're it welcome. is it's it's genius it's the g you're keeping genius alive within within the collective the more mm. that we are strapped to screens especially youngsters the more that that tap or that channel of genius or that that information that flows through us 
the more it's separated from because we don't mm. seek anything that doesn't exist because it's all in front of us on a screen. So mm. why would we seek something else that doesn't yet exist? That if we don't look for what doesn't yet exist, then we end up stuck where we are. And the beautiful, the beautiful thing about what doesn't yet exist, and this is something that really excites me, is exist. that, well, and, and also that if it doesn't yet exist, there is the potential for it to exist. And that means there is the potential to co-create with reality itself. Mm. So these developmental models, for example, we think about developmental models, the upper stages of human development, right, don't yet exist. The potential for them to exist. We've, as a species, we've been through a progression of development. We've gone through different eras, you know, and they're, they're marked often by, uh, social and cultural, as well as individual and, you know, collective and bodily phenomena, right? And so we've gone through industrial revolution and we're now in the post-industrial revolution, which is like the technological revolution, right? And there's inherent in that is a certain cultural narrative and cultural milieu that's been forming increasingly. And then there's certain individual interior expressions of that. Now, and bodily expressions of that too in the postmodern in particular we're actually starting to see the way bodies are changing in response mm -hmm. to that but we we don't need to go down that conversation that's a charged one um, all in the thumbs all in the thumbs um <laughs> but the the beautiful thing is the upper reaches of adult development do not yet exist only the potential for them what that means is that if i participate with the experiment of what humanity could be if i start challenging new ways of forming relationship, if I start challenging new ways of doing business, if I start challenging new ways of understanding and experiencing myself and, and the way my cognition and the way that my, I'm able to take perspectives and everything, then I'm actually creating a morphogenetic groove. There's a new groove in the human evolution potential that starts getting laid down by my participation. And the more of us doing that, that groove starts getting laid in and then everyone else starts following that groove. That sets the tone for how humanity starts to evolve. And we've been in that process indefinitely, and we're still in that process, and we're always going to be in that process for as long as we're a species. So if I'm actively pursuing my development and my development that's going beyond what's actually currently present, I'm now participating, I'm consciously co-creating with reality. And that's really exciting. And when I start doing that with other people and we start entering to that exploration by having conversations like the one you and I are doing right now, and we, we enter into containers and workshops of people who are like doing this kind of work and we start exploring what are new ways of doing and thinking and being and relating, right? And we start doing that experiment. We start seeing and we're working it out and, and we're starting to explore it. Then we have new potentials unfolding. And we're now participating in the great experiment. And that's exciting. It's, it's beautiful. Absolutely mm. beautiful. Again, fucking thank you. You're welcome. And again, for a reflection, it mm. all starts and ends with you. Mm -hmm. Everyone listening, the change of the world will not come about through helping or healing another. It will come about through the help and healing of yourself. In truth, not a healing, but a remembrance of who you are. And the way that you so elegantly put it and the vision that came to mind was exactly the way that I was showing it years ago. I used to be 18 stone of anger and muscle and rage and fucking like hated the world and everything in it because in truth, I hated myself. 
So I projected that hatred out to the external to blame other things and situations to be victimized and so on, so on. So the first image that I had when I went about creating new neurological pathways within my own mind was just that, like a, a field, and there was a path most trodden. And that's the route that I took every time I crossed that field, I walked that same path. And then I was like, hang on, there's a whole fucking massive field. Why am I walking on the same path? Let's try this new path. It's like, oh, that's different. Different, a different outcome through taking a different direction. What a surprise. And then over time, through enough repetition, it becomes the new path most trodden. And then lo and behold, you've actually enriched or bettered yourself, let's say. Not that anything is ever good or bad, only the the understanding of it or, or personal perception of it. And then it came to the point where there was a ball rolling down a hill. And the ball would always roll down that same track. So to start with, I learned to stop the ball. And then I realized that the energy built up and it needed to be released. So then I, again, I created a new track. And that track actually flows effortlessly now, knowing that in order for a river to truly enrich all life forms along its journey, it needs to flow continuously. If you try to prevent the flow of something, you actually hinder the whole experience, not only for yourself, and but for everyone else. The interesting thing about rivers in that analogy is rivers actually change shape over time. They don't remain the same shape. They actually are constantly changing their shape and the path they're taking. Constantly evolving. Mm -hmm. And to, yeah. to add to that analogy, the way that I was shown the masculine and feminine within myself, everything I've done so far, I've done through guidance. I, I, I'm taught from something that we all have access to, let's say. And I was shown the river. Before I used to think that I was floating down the river, almost subjected to to life and the, the, the direction of flow. You try to swim against it, it's only going to tire you out and you're going to end up drowning. So you have to go with the flow. To the left, there was happiness and joy. To the right, there was negativity and repression. So it was up to me what direction I focused my attention. That made sense. Then it went to a next or a deeper level of understanding, let's say, through the continued process of evolution, challenging myself, challenging every belief, challenging what's inside and outside, let's say again. And I realized that I am the ocean, I am the river as well as mm. the ocean it goes to, but we're not that far yet. I am mm. the river with the channel being the masculine, which provides safety and structure, support and direction. And the water being the feminine, which flows freely, given the channel to do so within. The water provides nourishment, sustenance, love, and creativity. It's the water that actually creates the channel through the movement of it. And it's the channel which holds the structure and direction for the water to flow within. Take away the feminine, the masculine channel is there, but it's very lifeless, it's brittle, it's dry. Take away the masculine channel and the feminine water is there, but it has no direction. It has no focus. It just rains on the plane and is absorbed and then just rains on the plane and absorbed again. It never actually reaches its destination. So it's the balance and harmonization of the self 
the masculine mm. and feminine, which again, I'm sure that you are incredibly adept and, and educated and actually experienced in. And yeah, it's just another beautiful reflection. So thank you once again for that, mm. for that beautiful moment of now. Mm. And I love that. Um, I, I was just thinking as well, you know, us humans are kind of a little bit crazy nuts sometimes. And what we love to do is mm. often um, there's a river just here in Costa Rica that they're actually actively straightening. They're, they're, we love to come along and straighten rivers and we like, yeah. we take out all the bends and make them straight because <laughs> we're scared, we're scared about erosion, right? And, you know, I, I have a background in environmental science and permaculture and everything as well. So I understand nice. at this, this level, the moment I straighten a river, which is a, a rigid masculine structure, like yeah, a yeah. rigid, unyielding masculine structure, mm-hmm. the life disappears again as well. Yep. The life disappears. It looks like there's no erosion, but there's no life. And eventually, actually, cataclysmic events occur. A flood happens and the new structure of the river cannot support the flood. And it actually is a, it, it over floods. Mm. It has some sort of cataclysmic event eventually. Mm. Or it actually starts drying up further downhill. The river doesn't flow properly anymore. It doesn't support its water anymore. So the masculine is, is like... A contain a containing effect, but it's also moving. It's also responsive. It also changes its banks to accommodate different flows. It needs to it needs to interact with the feminine in order to grow life. And it's the life growing on the banks of the river that actually manage and mitigate the catastrophic events that occur when there is a flood. You know that when there's an emotional storm. You know which happens sometimes, and there's a massive flood, and the river banks. Mm-hmm riverbanks burst it's the amount of life that's built up on either side that actually allows that to be a life-giving event you know there's a lot of detritus that happens in a flood that then can get caught by the by the banks of the river the life on the banks of the river and actually create new nutrient so i don't know it's just like it just triggered off a little like interesting thought of like you know the the yin within the yang and the yang within the yin you know and that kind of like the masculine is structured and contained but also fluid and flexible too and also concerned with life yes as long as he is coming to harmony with himself as opposed to trying to control as you say everything exactly to a from a point of a to b again it's this the acceptance of things it's accepting that you are feminine in nature anyone listening who's a man i used to think that to be feminine because of the way i was raised to cry as an example was weak and and shameful if you don't cry you don't release that energy and it becomes built up within you if a river wasn't to flow away the pollutants in it it would stay polluted and there would be no life because it can't sustain life with those pollutants is the ability to adapt, to flow, to let go, to move, mm. to evolve. Evolution doesn't mm. happen in straight lines. It happens through the natural and most beneficial process. Mm-hmm. And as you say, if you put it in a straight line, you miss all those little twists and turns that provide safety and, and support to, to smaller life forms, which then develop the whole chain of, of, of the mm. whole ecosystem. Our humanity, again, trying to come in and masculinize everything, we're, we're, we're creating our own demise here, people. So any men listening, please become more feminine and reach out to either one of us. If there's anything you wish to share, to let go, to, to, to lessen the burden that you've been carrying for all these fucking years, we're here. That's mm. what we do. 
Mm. Yeah. And I, and I think that there's a beautiful, like there's, there seems to be a process that we need to undergo as men. And, and part of that process is then to kind of break down that rigidity, you know, that you're ta- that you were talking about as well. It's weak to cry, you know, like contain it all stifled in, which is that, you know, straightening the banks of the river and removing all the life, you know, that's not a healthy thing. So we're learning to open up. We're learning to let things flow again. We're learning to be emotional and connected again. And then from that process, we can come into a deeper sense of actually an integrated masculinity, which is how do I really tell the truth? How do I be clear? How do I be completely honest? How do I be direct and not direct as in, rigid and this is the only way things are but direct in response to the moment that is right now so there is like there is a very beautiful strength in the masculine once we're able to also flow like our insides can flow which is unburdening or releasing that inner feminine to move into a move in us then we can become truly masculine we can actually become a true expression of masculinity, which is also very deeply needed now. You know, true masculinity comes along and goes, take those fucking straight lines out of the river. <laughs> you know, like that is not what works for our ecosystem to flourish. You know, that's true masculinity is what will do something like that. True masculinity will come along and say, no, we are not doing this to our planet any longer. Beautiful. Yeah. It's being authentic. It's the mm-hmm. it's authentic to the self, despite what anybody else thinks. So exactly. again, trees, trees. What what tree is more beautiful in a forest? Anyone listening? Everyone listening? The ones that are all straight in a straight line, all growing in the same direction, or the tree that's over to the side on its own, that's a bit crooked and a bit twisted and has character and individuality to it. It's those mm-hmm. trees that I like. It's not the straight line trees. And if there's mm-hmm. a fire or a wind that comes along and it knocks one of those trees over or sets fire to one of them, it's only going to create a chain of events which affects them all. Again, mm-hmm. standing in your uniqueness, your authenticity, means that you're free. Free from other yep. people's perspective of you, free from their opinions or judgments of you, free to be you, free to be. Yep. Beautiful. Yep. And, and what you're saying is a very strong masculine principle, right? The masculine is very concerned with, and the masculine as an essence, not necessarily men, the masculine as an mm-hmm. essence is, is concerned with agency, with self-preservation, with the radical expression of a differentiated self. That is masculine. This is, this is the edge of me and I am a stand for me, you know, is a masculine thing to do. Mm-hmm. And when, we're, when we have that, in line with this flow of movement through us with our ability to to actually feel and be emotion and express it but then we're also strongly oriented towards maintaining a solid differentiated self then we can actually create intimacy then we can actually connect beautiful and it so just to share with you um something which happened a few weeks ago whilst we were on holiday we went to portugal which was an interesting situation and experience the difference between again okay i'm going to classify myself here as divine masculine because it's a label that is understandable the difference between divine and wounded masculine is this we went out to a bar and we met another couple whilst we were there he was incredibly 
defensive. He he was big as well. We he was like a long lost brother in a lot of ways, and I felt secure in him for the first time in a lot in a very very long time, to the point where I could then not be the pillar of support and safety for everybody around me. I let him take charge, which allowed me to relax more. But what happened as an interesting situation and experience was that our girlfriends, we went into a bar and they both started dancing on, on the podium, on the pole, which is their beautiful way of femininely expressing themselves, freely flowing. There was a group of lads there. And straight away, what I did without realizing is I went into what could be likened to a, a pack of wolves and I became the alpha of that pack. I didn't do it through negativity, anger, or oppression. I did it through love because actually what I shared, I shone on them. They, they said how lucky I was and how amazing she was. And I said, don't you know it, brother? And I laughed and I joked with them a bit. And they then idolized me to the point where I could then hold the whole frequency of that situation. And I did it to the benefit of everyone involved. They did not touch my girlfriend, but they were all over the other guy's girlfriend because he was stood there throwing daggers of anger at him at the, at the other people to the point where I had, to, I had to step in between them and said to one of them, check, check what's going on here. And then they went and realized and apolog apologized to, to the person I was with for the situation. And again, I... Years ago, I would have been the person who was angry. How dare you look at me? How dare this? How dare that? Poor me, poor my ego. But actually, knowing it's my situation, the whole experience that I am part of is mine. So why would I go about creating it in a way that's less than beneficial to me or to anybody yeah. else involved? Getting angry is not beneficial to me. It's not beneficial to them. Punching them is not beneficial to me or them. So actually, what's beneficial is to evolve and expand and enrich the situation for everyone involved. It meant that my girlfriend could be free and express herself freely, that the, the guys there weren't focusing their negative or pent up male frustrated anger on them and, or, you know, feelings of desires or whatever it was. And that mm. we were all left enriched by the experience. It was, mm. it was truly, I walked away from it and I didn't realize at the time, but afterwards I went fucking hell, that was powerful. I literally mm. walked into that situation and controlled the whole thing. Mm. through love mm -hmm. love that's what it always mm -hmm. is it always comes back to love love's the glue that binds us together mm -hmm. and absolutely i fucking love you man it's <sighs> honestly this is this was needed there's been a lot of a lot going on things are very heavy and i will continue to challenge whatever's put in my way just to understand it a little bit better mm. and to pass the information on to to everyone else mm. it's been a fucking privilege and honor truly mm. to, to spend mm. this time with you mm. and Absolutely. i look forward to to developing something very meaningful going forward and no know, knowing now what you're here to do we're mm. we're on a similar the destination's the same point all rivers lead back to the ocean and totally. i look forward to to when our our paths mm cross once again there is there is i believe a very i mean we were talking about this before the show there is a very strong impulse and i do believe that this is part of what i what i mentioned before the the development the the leading edge of 
human development that has not yet been realized, does not, has not arrived here, but where I believe we're feeling it, we're being called, there's an impulse. And that's why everyone's talking about land and everyone's talking about community. Everyone's talking, mm -hmm. there's an impulse, there's a desire. We're not actually, I don't actually believe we're ready. We're, we're in the preparation phase of like dealing with our own wounds and our own shadows and expanding our own personal kind of elegance and expression, our ability to hold it in order to step. Because a lot of communities break down because people haven't actually resolved that stuff yet and they cannot maintain that in close proximity to other humans. But we're getting ready for that. We, we are. We're getting ready for that. And I believe that there is, there is an emergence. There is gonna. There is an emergent way of being for us that is that is starting to come into place. So I, I, I loved hearing you know that we have a shared kind of interest around that. And I believe there are many out there. Like if you're feeling that call for like I need to be in community. I want to be on land. I want to understand that kind of life. It's real. That impulse is real and it's coming and so it's like the best thing you can do is work on all the limitations so clean up your shadow you know on your wounds your victimizations your negativity your anger all of these things that you've been been mentioning in the show we need to clean up and then also actively work on growing up which is becoming more elegantly expressed becoming a clearer more refined um more articulate more able to take multiple perspectives version of yourself and yes. and that's how we get ready yeah. beautiful taking and also go on well i was just going to say two there's a couple more pieces also start showing up so that's mm -hmm. becoming more you like that's that tree that we're talking about the the tree with character become more yourself own like every single person is a beautiful and completely and totally utterly unique one of a kind expression of the universe one of a kind there is only one you ever and i believe that everyone is here to be that to be themselves so fully that's Dude, it you're that's not here it. to be anyone else you're here to that's be it. you so show up and then to open up Fuck and to beautiful. open up is to open our hearts to become more vulnerable to shit to actually shine and express and understand how to love so it's like we've got these multiple things to work on and they're all getting us ready and at the same time we don't need to do any of it because we're already there so fuck it all off don't even mind and when when we're already there <laughs> yeah. that's totally. it is this yeah we're all we're vibrationally again i was shown it as color i'm purple i'm a very unique color of purple and then other people that are purple, I resonate with more closely than somebody who's red, say. But I was mm. I was brought up trying to be more red to please my father. Mm -hmm. And then I became polluted and diluted and didn't know who the fuck I was because I wasn't my that projection of myself or that desire to be or to please. Mm -hmm. And in truth, I wasn't ever what he wanted because I was a mixed up version of me. And it's not until you take off all those layers of illusion, all those egoic masks and layers of separation that we've put on over the years and go, hang on, that's who I am. And mm -hmm. all I need to do is be me. I don't need to try to please anybody else or, or do anything for anybody else. And anyone listening, a truth that I want you to truly and fully embody is you are the most important person that has or will ever exist. Because without you, none of it exists for you to experience. It all starts and ends with you. You are the change that you desire and deserve. You are the way and the light. 
Damien, let me just quickly, <laughs> we've got carried away here. This has been such a beautiful, beautiful conversation. Let me quickly share so everybody knows where to connect with you, your mm -hmm. socials. Where is it best? Where do you spend the most time? Is it Facebook or, or Instagram? So currently, Facebook is where I'm going to be more likely to interact with you. Uh, if you want to like comment, um, I post on Instagram. I will be moving across to Instagram and leaving Facebook by the end of the year because I'm developing my own platform. So that will be the place to come and interact with me. That's where I'm going to spend most of my time. Um, more soon. information that. And then, yeah, this is my website. If you really want to be early on the platform, it's open right now already to alumni of this course. I was teaching this course in person, but I'm, I'm moving it to an evergreen kind of self-paced course, which is part of a community with regular classes and everything. So this platform's already open to people who've been through this. And it's going to open up next to people who go through this course. So if anyone wants to practice more relating stuff with me, this website, evolutionaryrelating.org, is the place to go. If you sign up now, you will get informed when it is launched in about a month. And there is an incredibly special bonus offer for, the, for when it does, the soft launch does happen. Yeah, there you go. Nice. There you go. No, it's by me. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've got a very, like, very, very special offer to when to the first people who sign up to that in the soft launch. So um, yeah, that's it. And then my Instagram handle is, um, is Damien Bollaire. And that's, that's, that's where I will eventually be marketing until I get off their event as well. So that's mm. where I post my stuff. Likewise. Yeah. Instagram is very artistic and I love, I love Instagram for, for posting yeah. and yeah. Facebook is always more, more interactive just because of the that's way right. they set up. And again, reflections, what I've been doing for about the last four or five months is creating my own online platform. Mm -hmm. If you like community connect, um, nice. amb ambassadors of light. So it's a place for all like-minded souls to come together, to express themselves, to share, to, to interact and knowing that there's lots of different rooms within that one building, if you like. So if there's a divine feminine that wants to find more out more about how to align with herself in that way, there's a, there's a subcategory within each category and there's, online courses, online this, online that, workshops. There's a multitude of mm -hmm. things that, that again, we are creating as we are the change that we desire. Fucking hell, mm -hmm. beautiful. <laughs> mm. Awesome. Damien, let me try and get back to where we were. Stop sharing. Thank you. Truly. You're welcome. Truly, yeah, man. Thanks, for you. thanks for having me. Likewise. Thank you to everyone yeah. listening. Is there anything you'd like to leave the listeners with? Any short daily practices that align you with the truth of who you are? I think it really depends. For, for women, I, women move, move. Women, women seem, to design, seem to be designed to move emotion very quickly through their body, move, dance, you know, cry, shake, wail, all the things. These are very beautiful practices for women. For men, learn to really let that move on the inside, like learn to sit with things and allow them to move on the inside. And I, and my experience is men seem to take a little bit longer for emotions to move through our system. And we don't necessarily, we have a different process sometimes around that. So um, to play with that, you know, to play with really being with yourself and learning to speak the truth. Beautiful. So again, as a reflection on that, go outside and watch nature because that's who we are 
if you watch Beautiful. a gazelle get chased by a lion, it literally shakes itself off, shakes all that energy off, and then it goes back to eating the grass again. It's not like, fuck, mm-hmm. where's the lion gone? Where is it? Where is it? Because otherwise mm-hmm. it would spend its entire life in that state of panic and fear, which is what society is trying to do with us through all this media that I'm sure none of, nobody listening actually ingests anymore. Mm-hmm. But yeah, shake it off. Get outside, connect to the earth barefoot walking barefoot breathing for me mm. it's all back to the breath one single breath in and out and i'm i'm back to to remembrance mm. of who i am and why i'm here mm. and then and then the practice of contemplation just like <laughs> the, the never-ending cycle the never-ending <laughs> contemplation yeah beautiful yeah. brother thank so. you all my love truly mm. i look forward to catching up soon definitely thank you everyone for tuning in once again as always Stay mindful and again, remember who you are. Love, light, and infinite blessings. Namaste.